It's the questions. It's the questions, boy. It's the questions. It's the questions. Come on, the questions. It's the questions, boy. It's the questions. It's the questions. This beloved TV personality hosted Jeopardy for many years. Who is Alex Trebek? Yeah, who's passed away at the age of 80. Yeah. 36-year host of Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. And you said, the first thing you said was, who's going to host Jeopardy? <laughs> well, like, I, I mean, I had time to process it. So I'm maybe, sure that like, the steaks got be... eaten. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to be like, I'm not trying to, that, that makes me sound so callous. Um, That's I'm, not I'm about very, you. I'm uh, very sad that The Jeopardy uh, Twitter account. Announced it, so I'm sure they, the second that he said, yeah, I got stage four cancer, they're like, okay, all right, well, uh, keep us posted. Start, <sighs> see if is Trevor Noah free? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, get somebody. It's very sad. Um, it's got to be one of the longest game running game shows ever in the States. Well, it started in 64, and he wasn't the host then. Oh, okay. Um, and it didn't, it ran for like 10 years or so. Um, it started up again a few years later. Oh, so there's a brief hiatus. Okay. I don't know anything about game shows. <laughs> Hasn't, um, I don't know. Price is Right's been on for a long time. Price is Right has been on for a very long time. Hollywood Squares has been on for a long time. I don't know. Is Hollywood Squares still on? I don't know. That's let's really make a deal. What to... used to be in black and white, right? So yeah. that's gotta be, let's make a deal. I don't, I don't know the answer. We're here to honor the man, Alex Trebek. Uh, a product of Canada, got to start there as Aww. a newscaster and then started hosting shows and then worked his way up to uh, 8,200 episodes of Jeopardy. So he must That's have liked insane. it. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he he made a choice. Kept the mustache. Uh, he, he kept doing past it. Passed the point uh, of appropriateness, uh, but it was a <laughs> signature, then got rid of it. And then people were like upset and he brought it back uh, a couple years ago, I think, for a little while. But I mean, I think... Uh, there, there's something to be. Obviously, you're you're a very public figure, but he he made the choice like when he found out he had stage four cancer that he was going to share that with everybody. Yeah, it's going to be hard to think of anybody else doing that. But I'm sure there's yeah. been guest hosts on the show before. Uh, you have to think that Ken Jennings is sitting by his phone right now. <laughs> be kind um, of funny if they got Ken Jennings, don't you think? Why Why would it be funny? I don't know. I mean. I guess I mean he they, he's known for doing Jeopardy, so I guess it maybe he has been involved in the quiz biz uh, ever since, and probably before his. I'm not giving you the trucker signal. I'm telling you to pull your mic down level with your mouth. Uh, since before his big win on Jeopardy, and of course he's returned to Jeopardy many times. That's true. And he's been in the you know the whatever they call it when they bring back the Masters. You know. Yeah. Right. I met him. I met him at Me a quiz meet. Uh, when I was a high school quiz bowl coach in another life. Well, let me ask you something. Um, would you ever want to be on Jeopardy yourself? No. no? no. Why not? Because I don't want to be on a game show. Oh. <laughs> okay. Why is that funny? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I just think that you uh, would be good at it. That's well, I don't all. think... So, okay, see, you have to give... This is uh, typical, Miko. Uh, you you got to give... You gotta okay. lay the groundwork. All right. People don't know that I am uh, a trivia 
You, um, I was going to say whiz. mafioso, but maybe that is uh, Ken Jennings is a trivia mafioso. Yeah. I'm a trivia virtuoso. Yeah, right. And people don't know that, so if you just make that comment out of nowhere, people oh, are like, "Okay, that's a weird question." Uh, sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of random things and you know, you, you hear something once and you, you, it stays in your brain and, um, you know, sometimes you don't even know how you know things. It occurs to me now. Yeah. Thank you. It occurs to me now that I think he's probably not had the mustache longer than he's had the mustache. Oh, really? But every time I see his face, I'm like, wait, where's the mustache? Something's wrong. Oh, that's right. He hasn't had that for 20 years. Do you map it onto his face even when it's not there? It's it's like an imaginary stash. Yeah, it's like the little iron filings thing. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Right. Also, I'm too old to, to remember. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's sad. Also, another sad thing is that more people know him from Will Ferrell's uh, portrayal of him on yeah. SNL than the man himself. And of course, uh, it's God's uh, a good good bet from God that he and Sean Connery died within the same week. Yeah. So expect to see a lot of that on social media. Yep. Right. Jap exactly. anus relations or right. whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he'll he'll be missed. Yes. Nice guy. Yeah, he seemed like a really nice guy. I don't know uh, if he did any charity work, but it wouldn't surprise I'm me. I'm sure he did. <laughs> I'm sure he did. I'm sure he mentioned stuff at the end of each show. I just can't think Made of it Made a lot right of now. people probably feel <laughs> what, like a spade new to your pets. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> of course. I, you know, the, the really, I should. there should be a trivia game about you. And I should just be the only competitor. And everybody that comes, knock them down, uh, go to the bathroom, get my period, and I'm getting into my review of The Queen's Gambit, which we're watching today on Just Enough Trope. I'm your yes. host, Caliban, joined as always by my co-host. Hi, I'm Mika Nana. Who I can read the mind of and know everything about. Uh, maybe that makes her a good co-host. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, if it went both ways, maybe. Maybe even better. But uh, <laughs> we're talking about TV pickings this week. TV pickings. And the reason <laughs> that I bring up <laughs> the <laughs> Queen's Gambit is because I want you to remember that good TV still exists out there. And it's true. It's, uh, it's barely true. It exists on Netflix. And this is an example of a great TV show, mm-hmm. Review Spoiled. On Netflix, yeah. amongst all the crap and all the kissing booths and whatever else, is, and the haunting of whoever is on there, this is actually something good that you can check out on Netflix. And I had to force my co-host, my polkatutinist co-host, to watch because she wanted to watch The Mandalorian. And so we're reviewing the first two episodes of season two wow. of The Mandalorian this week, which, of course, the second season of which has now been released. Well, it's coming out. The first two episodes right. are out, and we're reviewing those. And to be tit for tat, we're doing two episodes of a great show, which is available in its entirety right now, <laughs> The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. I... Spoiler for my review for The Mandalorian, I think it's a fantastic show. Yeah, well, we'll talk about why one of them might be good and one of them might be okay. We'll talk about it. Save it for the segment. Okay. Got that tattooed on the back of my hands. Or no, it's on my knuckles, like uh, Night of the Hunter. It says, so you can show save it, it for right. the segment. I don't think you have enough knuckles. Why do we get the love and hate? Oh, yeah, it's love and hate. What? don't know is this the, the love hand this is oh maybe this is the hand that i um 
Um, I, I, I want to help you that you molest people with. <laughs> what are you trying to say here? That's up for the judge to decide. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. then the, the, I guess I'm a, a, this is the left hook. Right. You can switch them. Right. But if hate and love doesn't sound as good as love and hate. No, you're right. Did you did you name your your hands that or is that just on your knuckles? Because that's what you do with them. Ask Robert Mitchum, man. Yeah, I don't know. right, right. Anyway, it's iconic. I don't know. We're talking about it. Place so. Night of the Hunter on my list for co videos. It's on my list. Oh, well, I don't want to get there in twenty twenty five or whatever. But uh, I could put it on my short list. That's another one. I don't understand your list at all. That's another one that um, man. That's a classic. I don't like it at all. Oh. I really don't like it. You, you And I don't, need to okay. watch it again to make sure. And I'm fine not liking things that people yeah, yeah, like yeah. see The Mandalorian. But, uh, but you know, if there are so many elements in it that it's like, this is something I should like. And it's definitely ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. But I just don't, don't like dig on it. Okay. That's, that, that's fine. Movies that starring, starring kids are tough. You know? Yeah. Kids got to be good. I won't disagree with you. But not too good. Yeah. Not precociously good. Or um, or at least charming. Or There has to be some something. charm in there. It like, I don't know if annoying. Macaulay Culkin is any good, but he's got that kind of Dennis the Menace, and he didn't play Dennis the Menace, didn't he? I think so. Um, vibe where, you know, he can deliver the lines, and he can give you a little ding, and it's like, okay. You're such a stinker, but I can't I'll be mad this, at you. Yeah, I'll watch this kid murder yeah, right. two petty thieves. Wow. Speaking yeah, of murdering really petty thieves, what's going on with you recently? What? Just trying to queue up, you up for your story. For my story? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, speaking of petty thieves, anything going on in the world other than uh, mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about I, in the news? I don't know. It doesn't seem, it's been like a really slow weekend. Yeah. Oh, wait. Joe Biden won the uh, presidential election for the United States of America. I don't know how they like certify results. And this is the best thing. This is the yeah. best thing. And... I, the delusion of, let's be, I don't want to both sides it, but I'll say both sides because I've seen a lot of delusion on the yeah, left. But the delusion fair. of people on the right that somehow there is cheating happening right. in the most, first of all, the most people voted ever. Yes, which is huge. The, the, the most contested, most watched, most debated election of all time. Yeah. There are millions of eyes on this, mm-hmm. with or without the hand-picked Republican extra observers that you want to put right. in every poll thing. How is anybody going to get away with cheating? Yeah, I know, right? The only thing that you're going to get away with is like ordering the Supreme Court to interfere in the election, which you have the ability to do. But luckily, it was enough of a quote-unquote landslide, although it was hardly a it landslide. It was not a landslide, that which is he the most depressing part about it. Without, you know, literally having them have to refuse, like his order, uh, call anybody in, you know, from the judiciary. Mm-hmm. But how, I still hear people today, it's like, this is not right, it's just not right, it's a violation, you know, it's a, it's a travesty of justice. It's like... How do you think that's even happening? I know. That's what I want And plus, know. you didn't give a shit about it when people were being denied their privilege to vote, when people when votes are being suppressed and people are getting kept away from the polls. And if right. you look at something like Arizona and you look at like the, you know, the heat map of red versus blue mm-hmm. and you see all the native peoples who voted for Joe Biden, who came out in droves. Yeah. I saw a, a video that almost made me cry of a guy, a native guy getting out of his his car in the middle of the intersection when he heard the news and he was dancing around in the street, you know, he was oh just my so, gosh. so happy that, 
that you know Arizona uh, went blue. It's, it's just like, how do you think that that's even going to happen? Right. But then right. again, you've had more than four years of time to convince yourself that this sleazy thief, you know, this car salesman who yeah. can't even sell a car no. is somehow, you know, the messiah of of your movement. Yeah, which you know? is, I just don't understand Save the movement. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, save the movement. Keep mm-hmm. the movement together. Mm-hmm. Do the thing where you go, oh, well, I never believed in him. You know, just do that. Yeah, right. But it's just like the delusion is so heavy and persistent and lingering, I guess. Just just give up. I know. I, I, I saw a tweet or something where like somebody was like, man, if, if the Democrats rigged the election, they did it in the most crappiest way ever. Like, let's make it like really, well, really you can't close. If it's a blowout, it's the, then it does seem like it's uh, right. You, you want to keep it close if you're going to cheat. <laughs> Just to, you know, from the party of cheaters. Let right. Me tell you. Right. But it's I, like, look, you this he 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 definitely he as, as the sort of you know nominal head of um, the Republican Party. But like the the the. Atmosphere in this country is 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 completely toxic. I agree. It's yes. completely screwed. Yeah, and it's like really bad. And the Democrats are are completely ineffective as a party. They need, mm-hmm. you know, they've spent so much time trying to keep kids out of cages or trying, pre- pretending like they're trying to keep kids out of cages yeah. and get guns off the street and all this other stuff. And like, so they need this break to reorganize their party and become effective somehow. And the Republicans, they need to reorganize their party to go back to the values that they claim to have had in the past that they have completely forgotten about. It's so funny that like, you know, people say, Oh, he's going to jail. Uh, he's not going to jail no, because you just don't, I mean, that, that really looks bad. You know, you guy loses the election and then you throw him in jail. Like just for like the sake of, having democracy go smoothly. Right. I don't think that we can put him in jail, which is fine. But just like he has no friends. Like he couldn't pull this off because everybody hates him. So in the end, you know, it's not like 2000 where what's the state that's contested? Florida. Yeah, right, right. Is yeah, the candidate's right. brother the governor of Florida? Yeah. Oh, it's fair. Oh, it's just a travesty of justice. Oh, it's just, uh, you know. Can we have Roger Stone organize like a fake astroturfed riot about counting the ballots? Yep. We can do all that. Mm-hmm. But Trump, he can't do that because he has pissed off everybody who's ever worked for him. Yeah. He has no political allies. There is no one to turn to until he's just having, his lawyer is having a press conference at a landscaping yeah, company, I know. which is just, that's a bit that my, Mitch Hurwitz is just kicking himself. What a great bit. Between that uh, would have been. an adult bookstore and a crematorium. Yeah, well, what whatever. I heard, which is... I'm sex and death. I don't, I don't get that part of people thinking it's really funny, except it's clearly not a great part of town. But like, I, I don't get that. The best part is like Four Seasons Landscaping Service. It's going to be at the Four Seasons. It's at the Four Seasons. I know. Oh, hold on. Hold on. It's going to postpone for an hour. The Four Seasons Landscaping Company. Yeah. Not better. Not better. <laughs> no. So I saw a tweet that was like, boy, the Waldorf, Waldorf Astoria Glass Replacement Company is there waiting for their shot. It's coming. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just, uh, you know, not even, I mean, I think our political bias is clear but just looking right. at it you know without any bias from an outside uh perspective like <laughs> what a nightmare what a I'm, it's up. just wow it, it just illustrates 2020 so well doesn't it's, it well yeah what a yeah that's yep 
Sure does. I, I, what a tired. How about a wired? That was a tired. Oh, 2020. <laughs> all these bad things happening. What's the wired version of that? Here's wired. Um, so tired is, <laughs> that's so 2020. <laughs> and wired is uh, Rudy Giuliani uh, was put, he didn't make a mistake. He didn't call the wrong Four Seasons. Uh, he owed uh, that guy a favor <laughs> for some reason. The, uh, it's his cousin's brother-in-law that mm-hmm. owns the Four Seasons landscaping. Sure. And so he's like, I can get a deal and I can pay off that uh, I borrowed all of his uh, Barry Manilow records. Ah! Uh, but then there was the, that fire uh, in my office, you know, where the contracts were next to the hot plate with the frayed wires. And so he's mad about that. But we can just, we can square this. Boom. <laughs> Took care of it. Maybe bring in some business for him too. Yeah. 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 I mean, right. they're already like... People are selling shirts already. Like they've just, you know, taken the company's logo and made a shirt on T Public, and it's like, I got in trouble for using. I, I got in trouble for using like a yeah. cultural icon that has clearly just entered like the public consciousness. Yeah. But nobody's gonna get in trouble for that, and I feel bad for landscaping. If they're smart, they're on Teespring right now, and they're whipping up, you know, their own T-shirts. The, yeah. But if you're right. out there making T-shirts for Four Seasons, don't stop. Stop doing it. I'm sure, you know, they'll be announcing soon on the uh, Four Seasons Landscaping site that they've got shirts, (laughs) different colors, you know, patronize them. Yeah, right. Exactly. This is their moment. Let's not take that away from them. Yeah, I mean. And if you're looking for adult products, go one door over. (laughs) All right, let's talk about the news. Well, it's unknown at this point if Donald Trump will mount a successful or unsuccessful legal challenge to the the uh, election results, but uh, right. there are legal challenges and lawsuits being filed in Hollywood, and let's talk about some of those. Okay. Uh, it looks like Johnny Depp is being asked to leave and has left the Fantastic's Fantastic, the Fantastics. He's doing. They're doing the Fantastics. <laughs> oh my goodness! And the cane and the hat and uh, the, what are the props that they use in the Fantastics? Yeah, I think they use a cane and a hat. Anyway, in Fantastics. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, he's out at Warner Brothers with the beasts and the and the things and the deals. Yes, um, I had heard about this. Um, Gellert, Gellert Grindelwald. Yeah, what's a? I mean, I guess she's re- she was really going for it with the name, but um, I don't <laughs> yeah. know about Gellert yeah. doesn't exactly. That feels like a lot of time went into that one. Gellert doesn't really roll off the tongue. Um, <sighs> we talked about this, I think, in the spring when it started, but it's a libel case. Yes. Yeah, Johnny Depp sued the Sun, and the defend. It's in English, uh, the English legal system. It's on the defendant in a libel case to prove that they. Um, are innocent are innocent or in this case i guess the uh, the uh, claimant is guilty but whatever so basically the son had to prove that he is a wife beater like they called him and i'm like wow how do you prove that he's a wife beater unless you have like you can't no you can't definitively no um unless they have video. that's why i th- <laughs> that's why i hate this uh-huh. because i think you and i would both agree that they are both terrible people it seems and, there, like and there's it. absolutely no way to know what happened. Oh no! And you know, it's it's completely believable to me that a guy who and if you hear if you read some of the, first of all, like, you know, these two people, these terrible people, I don't know if they deserve to have their entire lives spilled out. But right. That's what happens in a fourteen million dollar libel case. Right. But like the things that he wrote about her are 
ghastly. Now, that doesn't yep. mean that he did anything physical to her. And that's why I think it's so weird that a libel court is doing the work of a criminal court, basically, because it's like with the OJ thing. Remember, like OJ was uh, found innocent of killing uh, Ron uh, Ron and Nicole or whatever. Yeah. But then the civil case was like, you're guilty. And it's like, well, wait, <laughs> like he's legally. Wait, is it? Yeah. But somehow he's like. You know, he's financially responsible for their deaths, which I, he didn't do according to the court. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. That's uh, that's the law. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but anyway, he lost, and apparently that yes. was the point where Warner Brothers is like, no thanks. I think at any point in this trial and any of the revelations, uh, Warner Brothers could have said, uh, no thanks. This, the boy yeah. one and the girl one, why don't you both get lost? Because <laughs> Jesus, you're horrible people. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. That she was she with Aquaman was it works with Warner Brothers as well. Yeah. Um, but that's not how um, that's not how uh, contracts work. No uh, movie, movie contracts. No, also, maybe they were like t- treating it like um, like an either or. You know, maybe they were treating it like we'll see who comes out on top because they're wow. both well, they're both part of like multi million dollar potentially billion dollar franchises. Yeah. So maybe they're like, well, we're gonna we'll we'll put them, pit them against each other. And we'll keep one. I don't really like that reasoning um, either. Um, well, look, nobody's good in this. The son no. wants to make money off of calling somebody a wife beater. You know, Johnny Depp wants to defend his reputation, horrible, terrible person that he is. Amber Heard obviously wants to protect hers and see him suffer. Warner Brothers wants, to, you know, at least one of their stars to come out of it. Like, it's just a t- nobody has a I don't you don't nobody has a Everybody good take loses. on this. Yeah. Everybody's take is, is shit on this. Yeah. Well, but anyway, and then, that's what happened. <laughs> he won't be in the Harry Potter movies anymore. Well, and then like, does this like I mean, I know the son is basically like a tabloid, but do yeah. you think Oh no, it's not it's not the paper of record in No, no. But like do you think that not that this gives them carte blanche, but do you think they'll be even less careful about like what they call um, people? Yep, yeah, this another great take, uh, which uh, that's is also my shit, concern. Is uh, yeah, British tabloids are definitely gonna be emboldened by this. I don't like that. I don't like that either. Um, I I don't, you know, but I don't want like somebody who is a wife beater to be in a children's movie. Um, I mean, no, he's the bad guy. Well, but... I mean, I guess if a paper says you're, I hope a paper doesn't say that you're a wife beater. Wow. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Wouldn't I it know. have been better if, look, because they were already divorced. There was already, there was a criminal c- complaint filed, but I think it was dismissed. I don't know the status of it, but nobody's, you know, he's not in jail. No. And neither is she. So the best timeline would have been if the son had just not called him a wife beater, right? Yeah. I mean, we would have had a potential wife beater in a kid's movie, like you said. Right, right, right. But, I mean, you know, it's just, it's just like, what a what a festering locus of, of negative energy. No, I agree. I absolutely agree. And, and it doesn't matter because the movie got moved to 2022, so. Well, yeah, I know. Do you think that Amber Heard's career will get hurt from this as well? Or do you think it'll... I don't think anybody's going to walk away right. great from this. Right. That's kind of what I'm thinking. But I think she's still I think she's still going to be in Aquaman too. Yeah, okay. But of course, a bunch of really sexist fans, uh, DC fans, will concern Troll and boycott Aquaman too because yeah, she's like a bitch. Either. Wow. See, it's just, it just, it's just like a, it's like a virus that we all get, mm-hmm. and we're all left debilitated and sick from it. Right, right. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Not that.
definitely. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, this is an illegal situation, uh, but uh, Warner Brothers, uh, speaking of Warner Brothers, was yeah. um, forced to apologize, or at least decided to apologize, after their release of their remake of The Witches on Disney+. Plus. Oh, yes, I heard about this. Uh, yeah. By Robert Zemeckis, uh, and apparently the witches in the film, and I have not seen either this one or the uh, 1991. You didn't see the original? No, I haven't seen The Witches. Let's just finish the story, okay? <gasps> Sorry. Uh, Whoa. The, 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 the witches are um, depicted as uh, being, you know, quote-unquote monstrous, mm-hmm. and they have... Um, hands that are missing fingers in the new one and yeah. yeah and that some people um feel that that is uh, a little too close of a depiction to um a condition called ectrodactyly right in which um people have um you know less fingers yeah um on their hands which i mean i can't speak for warner brothers i assume that they weren't looking to offend people but possibly it was you know somewhat insensitive in the sort of creature or character design they could have thought for a little bit about. I think you could have thought for a little bit and and come up with something else that doesn't actually happen in actual human beings. Um, yeah, like a three foot long nose with a wart on it. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. That would be that. That's my uh, my Ben Shapiro take. Oh, so next, uh, are wart sufferers gonna get mad about <laughs> witches having warts? <laughs> He's like the guy in, uh, what I've done is yeah. made a pill that gives worms to ex-girlfriends. Yeah, and brain candy. Yeah, I know. He is like that. <laughs> you just don't get it. <laughs> you don't get it. <laughs> it's not a whap. You don't. Uh... And so they apologized, and Anne Hathaway apologized because uh, she stars in the film. But then apparently she came out with a real apology, quote unquote, afterwards. Okay. Uh, she tweeted, you know, an apology that was clearly sort of organized, at, you know, as by a, a PR department. Yeah. But then she came out uh, later herself, and you know, basically said, um, "I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just doing." That. <laughs> You're doing your Anne Hathaway. <laughs> uh, said that she, uh, you know, she was sorry, and that she sorry that she let. Um, you know, families down and kids, you know, who have this condition down. I understand. And I think it's... Which again, the, it was another not another woman being put in a position where right. she really shouldn't have to do this. No. But at any point, you're Anne Hathaway. The movie falls apart without you. Sorry, Octavia Spencer. Sorry, Stanley Tucci. Yeah, I know. So couldn't you have gone, oh, let's not do this. I don't mean to like you know, be a difficult woman, but there are real people who suffer from something like this. Why Why the hell would we <laughs> have the witches look like I this? I think it was, I think nobody thought about it. Yeah, but that's not, I know that's, that's not like Kristen okay. Bell wearing cornrows. Uh, you can think about things. That's okay. Yeah, I know. You are not an ally if you aren't thinking about things. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I think the, cornrow thing is a little bit different because that is something that that a lot of people are more aware of these days than they used to be um but i i agree that 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 neither are okay and if they had somebody who was working on the script or looking over the script who was like a sensitivity reader or something um those exist yes they do they missed this they they miss that and we got a story about a sensitivity reader but continue oh So I I think, you know, it could have easily been avoided and you could have done something 
you know, like like the witches have horns that are hidden or something like that. Or, okay. or right. you're not a character designer. So no, okay. I'm not. But <laughs> yeah, okay. No, but but awareness is that's right. You know, you should people should be aware mm-hmm. that it shouldn't be a wet ass p word. Oh my goodness. Uh, let's talk about TV writer Nadria Tucker. Uh, she has worked okay. on uh, she's worked on comic book shows uh, like she wrote on Krypton for Sci Fi. Okay. She was writing for Superman and Lois, and she uh, retweeted recently that she has been fired from the CW's uh, Superman and Lois. Okay, that's that's a new show. Uh, yeah, Superman and Lois is a spinoff okay. of Supergirl, starring uh, Tyler okay. Hoechlin, the guy that played Superman on. Um, the show, and also okay. um, Elizabeth Tolak, who plays uh, Lois Lane. Okay, show. okay, gotcha. And she said that uh, she was fired because she was troublesome because she, and I don't know if she's just a staff writer or if she's a you know, script editor or something like that, but she had been, uh, quote, flagging Me Too jokes and dialogue, defending the Bechdel test, and fighting to ensure the only black faces on the screen aren't villains, and also pushing for more female forward storylines. I she think all of those are important. Were ignored, and that um, they led to her contract being dropped. <gasps> wow, no, that's, we don't, we don't, that's upsetting. We don't know if that's true. No, we, we don't. But uh, yeah, I mean, it says uh, it's not it doesn't seem great. I I don't know what as a writer, and you you ha- you you have to have a contract to get work, right? Like, I don't know why you would say that if it wasn't true. You know what um, I mean? Yeah, writers' contracts are you know different than star contracts. Yeah, I, mean, I think that there's uh, a line in there that says we can fire you whenever for whatever. Yeah, right. I haven't. I am not acquainted well with the CW universe because I don't watch a lot of their shows. The one that I watched primarily was The Flash for a while. Yes, and except for the fact that a white dude and his white dad and his white boss uh, did stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, oh, and then the white mad scientist that helps him out sometimes. Uh, other than that, Iris is black. Yeah, but... Iris is black. Uh, Goober Gibi is black. Goober or, or, Gibi. <laughs> Goober kid. Uh, probably should uh, not misname him. Uh, I don't remember the character's name, but he is Vibe, and he is Hispanic. Yeah, right. Um, yes, we can go through a whole list, but there right. are plenty of not white POC characters on that show. True. Um. Joe. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Iris is Gosh, what is his name? He's he's a really great actor. Guy from uh, Law and Order. Yeah. Doesn't matter. We're not going to list him. Um, uh, Arrow is basically a show about a bunch of rich white people snipping, sniping at each other, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> and then his friend is black. And so I don't know. And Supergirl, I got no idea. I know Callista Flockhart's on it, so that like we the rest of the cast has to be black just to like write the ship, <laughs> right? Whoa, because you're saying she's like the whitest yeah. white lady? Okay. So I don't know, but it doesn't mm-hmm. seem, you know, let's, th- once again, I've, studios are probably sick of this, but launch another investigation. Wow, this this office is, is hopping. I know, This investigation right? office. Yeah. But uh, yeah, launch an investigation. But I just have to say, like, the CW shows don't seem to have a real problem with diversity, except for the fact that the they Black don't. Lightning show is in a completely different continuity because we just can't handle that. Why is that? I don't know. That's I have no so idea. Strange. Maybe we're okay. We're on to something. That's a weird choice. We're on to yes. That makes no Nadria sense to me. I did not realize the horn that. And we need to hear the call. Yeah, I think maybe we do. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's important for 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 writers and 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 not just writers, but any creator to speak up when they 
they don't they think they think that you know something isn't right or like this joke doesn't feel right this doesn't feel right um you know we need to have more i i mean i think the bechdel scenes i think that that's really like important like you know two female characters talking to each other about not a guy um and i think those are all really super important things and um i you know, if this does turn out to be true, I applaud her for saying something. And it's really unfortunate that she got fired for for standing up for, you know, it, it just adds to more positivity within the writing. And I think that the fans would appreciate that, too. Is there any going quietly anymore? I, I think about the, I the, don't very, know. the very few uh, the creative or professional situations that I've been asked to vacate. And how I was like, I would never, I would immediately put everything in a box and leave. And I would never say anything. And, and now it, personally, I feel like, yeah, I'd put anybody on blast. I don't care. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like if if I was in a situation that was, that went upside down, I'd be like, screw it. I'll tell you whatever you want to know. I I think it depends on the situation, but totally. Maybe it's just an, an environment that we've, we've opened now. I mean, cause, look, I think partially yes. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna call out toxicity when we see it. Well, with this toxicity has been the 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 magic word. I know. And let the duck come down for this episode, but I'd rather have a couple people abusing, uh, you know, um, advocacy uh, for their own um, gain and have a, a net positive, you know, working environment for everybody right. than the old system of like nobody says anything. And everything just continues. You on. say anything, you lose your job. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. That's that's not great. Well, and I don't think the fans would support that if they knew that's what was going let's on. Let's say it, have her write it in the sun. We'll, yeah. We'll see what happens. <laughs> not, maybe not the sun. <laughs> still, let's talk about the movie business. Uh, movie business, still not great. Uh, the yeah. Theaters are closing uh, all over Europe now because of things. Um, the uh, AMC has reported that they've lost uh, 90% of their revenue wow. uh, for an average year as their theaters remain empty. Um, uh, cinemas are closed all over England uh, as they move into their second national lockdown. Um, production continues in England, though. So see how That's that works. That's weird. Yeah. How are they able to make that work? I used to keep a list of, because uh, I have a news sources that I scan for the things that we talk about on the show. Right. And I used to keep a list of, oh, you know, the Batman shut down because our pets got the sniffles or whatever. Right. I stopped doing that because there's it's too much to track. 10 a week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as uh, production shut down. Fair. Um, and that's all bad. Uh, Disney has, uh, and many uh, movie companies, but specifically Disney, has completely vacated December, which is draining December because things have not reversed as I think most wise people knew they wouldn't, but a lot of people hoped they would. Right. So that means that Ryan Reynolds' uh, Free Guy sure. and uh, Death on the Nile, the sequel to Murder on the Orient, Orient Express, yeah. have both been removed from the calendar. Okay. It was only so a matter we don't know of time. When we're going to see those? Yeah. No. Uh, on the flip side, the good news is is that uh, Christopher Nolan's Tenant will come to uh, streaming in December. Yes. We and can, of course, we uh, can finally review it. Physical media. <laughs> That'll be on December fifteenth. Yeah, looking. Oh, we can review it to now. Seeing it. Well, I'll wait. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Unless you, unless you really want to. Yeah. Put a mask on. 
I mean, you can see it now. No, no, I'm not seeing it in the movie theater. We talked about that. <laughs> so with December cratered, uh, that's it. Yeah. There, there will be nothing coming up. Bad Boys for Life is the highest grossing movie of 2020. And yeah. uh, I assume because of its theatrical release, Tenet will win all the Oscars. So there you go. You've got it all well, planned out. The le- Vegas is like, bets are off. <laughs> like we're not taking any yeah, action right. on the Oscars. Probably not. Um, but I think I thought that uh, streaming movies were still in the game as far as the Oscars go. So um, if that's true. Yeah, but what's going to beat Tenet? Well, fair. What was the name of the Charlize Theron Netflix film that we talked about on the show? I can't remember what it's the, called. Yeah, because it was so forgettable. The Old Guard. Don't you think that that could possibly no. be up for awards? No. No? No. Okay. I do mm. not. Are there any other streaming films that you think would be up? Do you think that Bill and Ted will win anything? No, of course not. No? You're just picking the, the movies that you saw this year. Mm. So anyway, that's what's happening with that. We'll, of course, have Oscar news, I guess, uh, when they're announced next year. Uh, wow. Movies, TV, not great. You know what's doing great? What? Video games. Yeah, that's not Video surprising. games are doing extremely well, except for... You know, physical video games. Uh, Sega is actually selling yeah. off its arcade business because of the That's coronavirus. Too bad. So, it's and, unfortunate. Yeah. So uh, the Sega Japanese arcade uh, is a thing of the past. Um, yeah. A Sega, a huge Sega arcade closed in, in Akihabara recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Nintendo is doing really great. Uh, their profits have jumped 240%. 240%. That's insane. Almost. One one and a half times. Two, you think, two and a half times. Do you think it's a lot of people paying? If they're up by hundred percent, that's one. Up by two hundred percent is two, so it's two and a half. Yeah. Do you do you think it's <laughs> a, a lot reason of? I'm buying a mic. Yeah. And not buying a a Bloomberg machine. Yeah. Right. But do you think it's a lot of people playing Animal Crossing? Because I I feel like I know a lot of people who aren't even like super big video game fans that are playing Animal Crossing. Well, you can barely get your hands on a Switch. I know that. Yes. I, I've seen many postings like of like targets like oh, there's two you can get two come yeah. get get them yeah yeah um, you can get actually uh, you can get I've seen quite a bit of different options you can get um, some skins with uh, Sailor Moon on them for um, the you can get uh, the Switch with anything on them. I suppose <laughs> sorry to burst your <laughs> sorry to burst really your bubble excited. Yeah. But geez. Uh, And there's some other news. Uh, Ubisoft has released a game called Watch Dogs. The third entry in the Watch Dogs uh, franchise is out. It's called Watch Dogs Legions. Okay. And one part of it is, so, (laughs) Hollywood TV, you know, video games, they they wanted to pick, we all, um, some of us, not all of us, um, you know, romanticize mm-hmm. the the rebel yeah um, right 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 the anarchist star you know, wars <laughs> luke skywalker's a terrorist yeah right right, right. Uh, but it gets a little too real uh when they've got a hoodie instead of a laser sword right <sighs> but we've talked enough p- political stuff here anyway that's what the series is about and i feel yeah. like it's they're trying to tap into the whole because um, they started around the time of um uh occupy right 
But anyway, they've they've continued. Yeah. And so they're about hackers, basically. Hackers right. and um, sort of urban terrorists. Right. But good, good ones. Right. Well, apparently, one thing you can do in the game is listen to podcasts, which is just like... <laughs> like actual podcasts? Can masturbate like... and eat an entire bag of chips, too. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and the, the people in the game are real-life people on these podcasts it's it's just like the old okay it's like the old gta you listen to the radio yeah. and they're real songs yeah sure and then they come on and they do like a fake interview you know about you know right. whatever stupid quote-unquote satire that's uh seth mcfarland level comedy that they're doing in the game don't like gta i don't really like gta no. anyway uh british journalist helen lewis was one of the people on the podcasts and she has uh, made disparaging remarks about gender identity i don't know what they are and i don't really care and i don't want to repeat them and so she's being uh, removed from great. the game which i suppose okay. you can just do with a patch right sure just patch her out sure right what do you do with the other person who just patch that with her interview out gone or or you re-record her side with somebody else you re-record her side with the sound of a pig snorting. Keep all the same dialogue. Oh, my Just God. Cut. What do you think? It's like, well, those are controversial views. Uh, I hope nobody replaces yeah. your voice with the sound of a pig. Well, anyway, that's our segment. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's just... On I don't, this show... I don't understand people. Like, it's so insensitive and hurtful and and i don't like i i don't understand why people's knee-jerk reaction some people's knee-jerk reaction is to make fun of something that they don't understand instead of trying to like i don't understand this maybe i need to learn more about this is it just like fear of the unknown and just like i'm afraid so i'm not gonna go and explore that so i'll just make fun of it because uh, I think X. I don't know. It's people who... Th- remember, these are all performers, right? Yeah. So you make a balloon, and a balloon animal, people mm-hmm. clap, you make another balloon animal. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You blow fire or something like that, people like it, you blow more fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it is. It's people who are, you know, Patton Oswalt, one of his albums is called Talking for Clapping, is how he cynically... <laughs> characterizes you know his job as a stand-up comedian yeah sure and these people are clapping i'm not gonna try to do a thing uh these people are just uh shit talking for money Uh they're shit talking because they'll gain a following because there are other people who are feel those same emotions who are ignorant who are afraid and you know people respond to that it's called fox news it's called you know what have you and so, and so that's what it is. And then when you, you know, do this, people go, it's censorship. And it's like, what you don't understand no. is freedom from speech doesn't mean a freedom from consequences yes. from what you say. Right. And sometimes your speech is hurtful. And when you, <laughs> yeah, when you're being an asshole, then, yeah. and I, and, and we own this game, you know, you don't right. own this game. No, we no, do. no. Right. And we so paid we go, you to do this. We don't. Yeah. As our employee, we don't like that. We don't want to be associated with And if with you don't your want opinion. corporations censoring people, then we get rid of capitalism and we can have that talk. Yeah. But we're not going right. to have that talk on this show. No. So anyway, um, that's what's going on with that. I got one more great news, great story. BioWare has announced two things. One, mm-hmm. they're working on a new Mass Effect game. Yes. That's all we know. Oh, 
Okay. I think I know what the second thing is. The second one is, is that the long-rumored 4K remaster of Mass Effect will be coming to PC and consoles in spring of 2021. That's exciting. Unless the Murder Hornets get their hands on it. Oh, I don't think that will happen. Um, I think that's really exciting. So how long, let me ask you a Bioware-related well, especially uh, specifically a Mass Effect related question. Why not? Um, so this was announced on N Seven Day. Yes. Can you explain a what N Seven Day is and b how long it's been going on? Well, I, presumably it's been going on. I'd like to say it's been going on since Mass Effect One was released in two thousand seven, but okay. I'm not sure that that's true mm-hmm. um, because companies weren't quite. We were getting more savvy back then, but I don't think they would have seen the hashtag potential in an N7 day back then. Maybe they did. I don't know. Uh, I know that I wasn't paying attention. Uh, and N7 is uh, in the game, um, the the original uh, trilogy, uh, the character of um, Shepard is, um, right. he works for the Earth military and he is a specter, which is a certain kind of special forces character. And he, his rank, that's his rank, N7. It's a rank that he has sort of achieved. And very, oh, okay. very few have achieved, like, this rank. It's like, okay, you know, an ace. Sure. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I know it's, like, on his, like, armor and stuff like mm-hmm. that, right? Yep. And it's on the hoodie that I ordered that was way too big for me and I sent back. I know. I remember that. Sizes are different in the future. Yeah. <laughs> Two shows enter, one show leaves. One show well, I don't know if I agree with is that. a genius. The other has a million weapons, so I think I know who's going to walk out of this thing. Well, but, this is uh, your opinion. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> well, ladies first. I challenge first, you to a duel. In our TV Thunderdome. With my many guns. With <laughs> my many guns. <laughs> I have guns that shoot guns. That's right. That shoot smaller I, guns. I throw a gun in the air and I shoot it with my other gun. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that gun explodes. It's, you yeah. shoot the trigger and, yeah. then, and then the gun shoots you. Yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah, well, let's, ladies first, let's start with your pick. Uh, yeah. The Mandalorian has returned. So everybody, yes. uh, time to sign up for Disney Plus again. <laughs> yeah, if you were taking a hiatus, now's the time to come back. I know, I know it's not the perfect time, but you don't make a TV show in the same year it comes out. I mean, unless you're The Bachelor or something like that, right? Mm. Like, you shoot it and then you, you know, do whatever post-processing and then you release it. Mm-hmm. So, like, Disney's sitting on stuff, right? Or were they just so far ahead of the cart in terms of all the announcements they made about Marvel this and Marvel that? Like, they announced some of these shows. They announced these shows, like, two years a ago. A time ago. I know. They announced them before Endgame came out. I don't and, know the answer to that. And so we've had all the speculation, but apparently you guys just had a big placeholder saying, shoot in March of 2020. Yeah. Right, right, right. Exactly. I, I don't know. I know that this that this series, um, they I don't know when they started. They might have started shooting while the first season was on last year in December of 2019. 
Well, but, anyway. My, the, but they the, wrapped the spring. Yeah. Well, the reason that I brought it up is that it's the only thing worth watching on, <laughs> on this on, on, on this service. So uh, that seems like a miscalculation on the part of... Well, unless you want to watch like some Disney classics or something like that. But yeah. The Apple Dumpling Gang. Yeah. <laughs> We've made the joke before. Yeah. The or Apple the, Dumpling the Gang. The Incredible Journey. Uh, yeah. Where are we at as we open in the second season of The Mandalorian? Yeah. Um, well, so we watched the first two episodes. Should I just give a synopsis of episode one to start with? No, you should tell us where we are because oh, okay. I had to be reminded because I don't remember TV shows I've watched. Gosh, I don't know if I totally remember. All right, well then I've um, outed you as a fake fan, haven't I? No, that's not true. <laughs> um, so where were we? Um, basically, um, the uh, Mandalorian or Mando or Din... Uh, Am I saying his last name right? Jaren. Um, he has found out that the child, who I really just want to call Baby Yoda, um, ha- belongs to um, this this race of beings that was kind of associated with uh, the... Uh, Yoda! Why can't we just say Yoda? We can say Yoda. We just say Yoda. Yeah. We, we do all this. Da- we, we can't have you. It's bad enough when they dance around. Your your dance is going to be a long dance. It's going to be all of Swan Lake. Let's just, just say Yoda so we can get through it. Okay. Yeah. He's it's related their to fault Yoda. For, it's their fault for picking something that has, you know, this is my problem with, uh, listen, we're game on. We're doing it. Uh, this is my problem with the Mandalorian, which is. They, they constantly decide to tread where angels fear to in terms of Star Wars um, canon. There is nothing that is sacred to the Mandalorian. Yeah. So far, it's been good. But yeah. they are just draining the bottom of the, of the barrel of Star Wars canon by going, what isn't touched yet? Well, the answer is really nothing because I'm sure that there's like a whole backstory for Yoda's race in a book or a comic somewhere. Well, probably, yeah. But not on screen. And so they're like... Let's do Yoda. And it's like, okay, but like, it, I hope it's good. Otherwise, you guys will have screwed up Yoda mm-hmm. the way that like George Lucas screwed up all of Star Wars when he made well, the prequels. that's true. So uh, like every time there's something, they show something new, like now they're, you know, getting into Boba Fett. And it's like, oh, okay. I mean, Boba Fett died and we are like, oh, let's just remember him as being really cool, even though he never did anything cool. But now you guys are going to like revive Bo- Boba Fett. And it's like, I hope he does something cool. I or, think he will. Or you just have revealed to be like completely incompetent as he was depicted throughout the entire original trilogy. Well, that's another option to do as well. But yeah, basically, um, Mando has to... Okay, no comment on my... I'm I, done. I said that's my piece about the Mandalorian. It's all yours from here on out. Stop it. <laughs> um, I don't totally disagree with what you said, although I do enjoy that the... the, the trying to find things within the Star Wars universe that has not been touched on before and that is not yeah but I I, I like that um, and uh, I'll do it so the Mandalorian has discovered that he's got to get baby Yoda back to the other Yodas presumably right. and to do that he's got to find the Jedi and at the end of the last thing the Empire Mandal- at least one pr- Mandalorian's got to bring baby Yoda back to the Jedi 
What's but wrong he's, with that? He's trying to find like other Mandalorians. Yeah, that's the thing that they put on top of it. Oh, okay. So we could stretch out season two. But they tell the, the Forge Lady tells him to find the Jedi at the end of the first season. Right. Okay. And then a part of the Imperial Remnant, led by Gus Fring. Yes. Who has a dark saber? Who like I, I now I gotta watch Clone Wars to know what that is. Although I don't really care. Uh, tries to take them all out. IG sacrifices himself so Carl Weathers and um, the transphobic chick can all survive, <laughs> and then they all make it. Yeah. And so, as, yeah, so it picks up. He's looking for more Mandalorians because yes. that's the thing now. Yes. And then first episode, why wait? Which immediately we'll just get into the Boba Fett stuff. I know. I think that's okay. Um. I mean, like, episode two doesn't really deal with it that much at all. So I think it's all right to kind of just give you a taste right away um, with the first episode. That's what they do. Yeah. What did you think about people being able to watch the second Death Star explode on TV? I wasn't sure. Was that a news report or was it like watching it live? That That was like weird. Like, yeah, was that like some some reporters? A gun cam from an X Wing or something like that? Right, right. Like, we haven't really seen a lot of like reporting, newscasting, or like uh, TV entertainment in the Star Wars world. No. Um, at well, least not, not in the films. No. And, and we, so. We have in uh, the holiday special. Right. That's true. That's true. Because that was one of the devices that they used. Which is not canon, but. George Lucas is going to die, and people like Dave Filoni are going to drag it back into canon. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yep. Um, but I, so I, I'm a little, I'm, I'm not sure how to feel about the idea that that somebody was out there like filming it, and it's not like somebody in, in the Star Wars universe had their 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 phone or their tablet or whatever and was like just there filming it. Like this was broadcast. Well, right? it's the '70s future. Yeah, I think that that. You know, has slid closer to where we are now. Although good uh, Star Wars productions seem to understand that it's yeah, I know it's it covers hundreds or thousands of years sometimes in whatever yeah. galaxy they're in and whenever it's a long time ago or whatever. But they seem to understand that like the broke used seventies aesthetic is what I mean. Yes. De- the Mandalorian certainly has gone all in on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And like. Something that I'll say for the show, although I like to kick it around, it, you know, the, the production is every one of these episodes must cost fifteen million dollars. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, it's everyone's a, an hour movie. It's beautiful. This one where they're fighting, you know, the dragon and they're doing all this stuff, mm-hmm. except for the kind of boring staging of like, oh, it's thirty people just shooting and the guy's in one place and he's coming out of the hole. It's like it's kind of limited. In a movie they'd be moving around during the it's sort of kinda of like a TV scale still. I see what you're but saying. But the visuals are unimpeachable. Mm-hmm. And just to skip ahead, like, you know, the in the second episode there's a there's a lady with a frog head. Yeah. Which I, I couldn't tell if it was CGI or practical. I know that they are very skilled. I know that right. Baby Yoda is almost always like a puppet. Practical, yeah. But they did things. Sure, obviously at times, you know, when it's frogging around or whatever, it's not real. It's CGI. But, but I couldn't tell if she, she was real or fake when she was just standing there. That's and, a good point. And that's like the I couldn't level tell that of either. quality that they've reached yeah. in terms of the production. Like it's unimpeachable. Yeah. Um, in service of what? I don't know. I think it's cool though if you can't tell if the character is CGI or not. Yeah, that is or cool. Practical. But I'm just I, saying, I like that. I appreciate that. If you're going to drain the last drops of Star Wars continuity, 
at least we've got a budget and good writing this time. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. all a, a blue screen uh, Samuel Jackson just looking bored. <laughs> Why didn't they give him something to do in those movies anyways? Um, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, Come back. Yeah. Um, Mandalorian. Yeah, I know. That, that's true. Um, I really... Um, I, I, I'm enjoying uh, this season so far. Um, I... I got. I know we talked about it previously, but uh, Timothy Oliphant is in um, the. Uh, I think everybody knows that by now. Yeah, I know. He's he's in he's in the first episode uh, called The Marshal. Uh, he plays a character called Cobb Vanth, and um, <laughs> Star Wars names. I I know, right? Um, but uh, Luke. I know. It's like a biblical name. And what, what does he do? Skywalker. But then it's like, oh, look, it's sh- sh- Shimi Bling Blong or something. I know, what? right? Come on. I know. A lot of them, it's like, I don't know if I know how to pronounce that. But Owen. Anyways. Owen Lars. I know. <laughs> I know. I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure exactly ben sure why they do that. Kenobi? Right. Kenobi? <laughs> right. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Uh, almost sounds Japanese. It's Finnish. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, no, no, it does sound Japanese. Right. But that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I really like that, that it was like a Western motif. <laughs> oh, wow. An episode of The Mandalorian is, has a Western motif? I know. I know. <laughs> every but... episode. See, it's a fun game for me because every episode starts off and I can go, hmm, which Western movie will this be this week? Yeah. Yeah. This but one it... wasn't. I guess it was like. I was trying to figure out like what's the one where there's what's the movie where John Wayne teams up with the Indians instead of killing them and I can't remember what, which know. one that is but that's what this is basically basically um, you learned a lot about Tuscan Raiders we learned a lot about Tuscan Raiders because we were all just gagging for that information um <laughs> I know how you feel about it it's on Not... you look it's like the sun it's on you to defend this thing you have to call me a wife beater and prove it. I mean, I don't think that necessarily anybody was clamoring for that, but I can appreciate, like, I guess that they um, they brought on somebody to the production uh, who is hearing impaired to help develop the uh, Tuscan Raiders sign language. And I think that that's really cool. I know that you don't really care, but I think that that's neat. And I think that Did they give him sign language just so there wouldn't be actors going, I think it's a way... Even though in the next episode, Amy Sedaris is like, let me talk to this frog real quick. But she's Amy Sedaris. She can do that. Right. She can do anything. Well, I I think they wanted it to be more believable that um, uh, that Mando could speak this language and can communicate with them. And Didn't he kill a bunch of them in the first season? Did he? Yeah, I think he did. Oh, okay. Well... Something else that I like from this episode is um, that uh, uh, Cobb Vanth is wearing Boba Fett's armor, and it, it clearly does not fit him. Um, I, I think that that's a that's a nice touch, and we learn more about like how he got it. And how small is Cobb Vanth? Because I don't think like Jeremy Bullock was all that big. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's kind of tall and lanky. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think that he's tall, is he? he kind of is. The guy from Justified? Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's the boots. What's his I name? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Timothy Oliphant? Timothy Oliphant, height. 
Six feet tall. Tall. Yeah. Um, taller than, than Boba Fett. Um, but I, I think that that was, that was a nice touch. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect when he, um, you know, was running into seeking out Mandalorians, what was going to happen. And the, like, the first thing that he does is like, um, you know, let's get a drink. And I was like, well, what's going to happen here? And he takes off his helmet and it's like Timothy Elephant. And he's like, well... You know, clearly he's not really a, a real Mandalorian. And Boba right? Fett wasn't a Mandalorian. Yeah, and hopefully we will actually get into that. I'm kind of curious to see how the show is going to handle that. Well, this the, Boba Fett hangs over this entire show, doesn't it? Because why isn't this a Boba Fett show? Because he's not a real Mandalorian. Well, because Timora Morrison is still alive and they don't want to do a show with Timora Morrison. They want to do a show with a bigger name. And so we've got Pedro Pascal. But then they give Pedro Pascal a very similar story to Boba Fett in that Pedro Pascal is also not a Mandalorian, but he was raised by Mandalorian. So that kind of makes him a Mandalorian. So hopefully by introducing Boba Fett to the show, something that you could have gone, just just forget about that other guy. Remember he went, ah! And he fell on a star like right, that. Right, we don't right. need to. It's it's a brave choice to bring back Boba Fett. It is, but hopefully they will try to they will, um, you know, t- uh, t- knock them together like action figures, and Boba Fett will be a foil for. I hope so. <clears throat> for Din Djarin in that they are both you know foundlings in a way who right. were raised in a Mandalorian fashion, but ultimately. He, he, Boba Fett's got to lose that one, right? Boba Fett will once Ultimately, fail once yeah. again. Right. In my theory, I don't know if they're going to do this or not, but in my you know proposed story, Boba Fett will be found to be not, you know, to be lesser, to not. He doesn't follow the way. Mm-hmm. Right. Or well, they'll mean, just be like, "Well, you got away. I got away. All right." Because why would they? You don't want to kill off popular characters at this point no i don't think you want to because you don't want to eliminate do the, it, the possibility do it of kill back. boba fett whoa and make din Djarin have him because he basically already has take the place of boba fett in star wars fans minds a guy who never did anything cool with his jetpack and his in his rocket that shoots straight up <laughs> you know just yeah. give all that to the mandalorian have him be the new boba fett what what That's if what, I say. what if like they're like at odds with each other, but then like Boba Fett does something like self sacrificing and like dies that way, and then he kind of like he dumb. didn't do anything cool, but then he died a hero. Dumb. That's dumb. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Sure. Do that. All right. <laughs> um. Did it, did he kill a crate dragon by flying inside of him like Iron Man? Disney, you're stealing from yourself. I know. Well, Disney can steal from itself, right? Um. Doesn't make a good show. Oh. Uh, I still thought it was cool, although it's like, it's I I one criticism I did hear. I mean, obviously this creature is is terrifying this town. Who knows who else it's terrifying? And like, um, you know, also the Tuscan Raiders and everything, and is 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 a menace, but like probably also an endangered species. <laughs> Do we care about that? Well, if we is want to that... live on Tatooine, we don't want to get eaten by a sandworm. Uh, yeah, so I know. we got to get rid of the sandworms. Yeah, all right. That's fair. Um, I, I didn't... Okay. Um, so there's a lot of Easter eggs in the show. Oh, my God. Um, which I don't... Just uh, surface-wise, I don't have a problem with. I get, like, you, you have a very rich universe, so you want to play in it, and you want to put something in there for the fans. I'm totally fine with that. The only criticism I have 
I guess, is like with the 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 pearl that was inside of the dragon. Yeah. I had no idea what that was, and like I had to ask you. And yeah, well, I mean, but I it doesn't mean, really matter. I guess it doesn't really matter. But I feel like I'm like, and it's not really there for me. It's there for for people who've read the books and like who are bigger fans than I am. But you're a pretty big fan. Well, but <laughs> I haven't read any of the books though. Um, I've read comics. Um, it's in a comic. Yeah. Okay. Just well, not the one that you read. Right. Um, I just felt like I was missing something. It doesn't matter. You don't think it matters? No. I was just okay. you, you get the idea that like I don't know. You get the idea that like. They're, they're, the thing about Easter eggs is they're for fans, but little nods and winks have always been there. Yeah. And they're hooks for, because if you didn't have me, you would have Googled, you know, what Mandalorian pearl? pearl. And yeah. then you would have got hooked into that. And then maybe you go, oh, I'm going to read the Tatooine trilogy or whatever. That's It works for everybody, mm-hmm. except for old cranky fans like me that are like, Ugh, why are they... Why is the container the ice cream machine? Like that's just not how I many understand. containers are there in yeah. a in an entire galaxy? Yep. It just makes it it makes it it makes space seem small. I, I get that and I, I understand exactly. It's pr- where and you're it's probably from. the guy the, the the other black guy in the galaxy on Bespin that was running off with the ice cream container. Yeah. Now the idiots are gonna try to tie that to they're gonna say, Oh, that that's what was in there. The those crystals were in there. He was saving them from the destruction of the proposed I don't need that. destruction of Cloud City. But that's what Star Wars writers do. Yeah. And that's what the fans do with their obsession with continuity. I I like a little mystery in... Whoa, J.J. Um, Abrams will give you that. Uh, n- n- I mean... Ray Skywalker. No, no, but we find <laughs> out who she is, you know, at the end. You better have a lot of shit to talk about Anya Taylor-Joy. Uh, yeah, okay, fine. I- I'm just saying that, like, I... I- you, you don't have to connect all the dots for me. I, I don't need to know the... the That's 90% of Star Wars Where the ice literature. cream maker came from. That's 90% of Star Wars literature. I don't... I don't... I just... I don't need that. I'm not a fan of that. Um, and Star Trek, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Do you think... I guess one thing I was thinking of, do you think that the Easter eggs in this are like the self-referential references to TNG in Lower Decks? Are they... Similar, no, worse, because better. because no, because it doesn't matter that Cobb Vanth is has constructed a swoop out of like a chair and an old pod racer engine. That doesn't matter. That's a wink. That doesn't matter. He could have any old swoop bike. He could ride a Bantha. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We're still got a story that we're going to do. Whereas Lower Decks has no story other than to just shout out all the things and just steal TNG plots, basically right. uh, just whole cloth. No, right. it's, it is, there's a, that's a different level of uh, larceny. Okay. All right. Um, sounds good. Um, I do like <laughs> what, um, I, Moving on. I, I like the, the, the basic plot of this, the, the, um, um, the, the townspeople and the Tuscan Raiders have to work together um, to you know, against their to you know overcome their prejudices and work together to get rid of um, yeah. the the great dragon. I don't. Well, yeah, but like the, the second greater crate dragon. The yeah. second Mando leaves, like a t- Tuscan Raider couple comes into the bar, like, like get out of here. I know. <laughs> I doubt that this is going to lead to any ongoing comedy, but yeah. <laughs> um, 
Uh, well, let's talk about the the second episode a little bit. Um, I um I really like that. Um, the I, I so I looked up on the Wikipedia page and the the character who's who's a frog they just refer to her to as the frog lady. Well, so I guess that's, that's her name, the which guy, is the Geico lizard, which is unfortunate, right? But um, I I like that. Mando can't understand her and that like after they crash she um uses the head of droid uh K9 uh 0 who we saw last season yeah uh to talk to Mando. I think it's really <laughs> I think it's really innovative and also unsettling. Ring ring dick. Uh what what's up? We need you need we need you back. Yeah, right. I know you're working on that uh IT reunion uh but uh yeah, we need you to do a three lines of a droid voice. Uh, yeah, I'll be there. I, I like the fact that it was kind of like uh, droid karaoke because she just she has yeah, the like little she was like holding it like a mic microphone and she's like, okay, please help me, please. Yes. Well, you gotta please help me. Uh, I I thought that was great. Um, Do smoke gets in your eyes. <laughs> um, and I gotta talk about one of the best. It's it's bad, but it's it's also very entertaining. One of the best parts of the episode was uh, Baby Yoda or the child eating her <laughs> eggs. It's so bad. It's like you know he likes frogs. You know he likes to eat frogs, and it's like it's just like this thing they set in front of you, and he's just like <gasps> fascinated by the eggs. Well, if you're pro life and you're watching this, then you should stop watching. This is it. I know, it's time right? to protest the Mandalorian. I know because each one of those is is a is, is a life. life, and 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 I but I do it's horrible. Like you parody satire. Sorry, continue. I but it's like horrible. He's eating little babies, and like Mando just yells at him and tells him he can't do it, but he keeps doing it. It's great comedy because of the way that he keeps doing it and the way that they sort of space it out, and it's great too because what do you do with Baby Yoda? He either. Right. You know, first of all, it's ridiculous that, you know, he's constantly put in incredible grave danger by yes. all the things that they do. Um, but we just accept that. So otherwise, like, what do you do? He either solves every problem with his immense force powers or he just noodles around and doesn't do anything. And mm-hmm. so it's great to find things for him to do. And it's also great to definitely be horrific because he's just a little baby. I know. <laughs> It's it's funny because he's so dang cute. Like it's because he's so cute he can get away with this horrible, awful thing. Yeah. I mean, he's like that pet that you just can't stay mad at. You know? <laughs> well, I guess. I'm a little mad, but yeah. well, I mean I'm a little mad, but <laughs> um What do you think about the uh, pro cop message of this episode? I didn't hate it. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. Um, I first, I, I, I really. In- it's a little different because Mando is Mando is a bad hombre. He is. He not, is he's not a good person. No, he's not a good person. <laughs> he will kill you if you screw around with him. He kills people at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Um, well, look, they they were coming for him. I know what they were. Want? I know they were. Um, but then, like, he the killed whole- John Leguizamo. Yeah. Uh, but I guess he had it coming too. But but uh, that was like I was like a little <laughs> horrified by that. I was like, oh my god, he like really he should have just shot that guy. But he like promised he wasn't going to be by his hand. And as soon as yeah, he said like, that, I was like, there's a visual language to Star Wars. So like whatever that planet was, when you first see the the eyes in the dark, it's like oh, those Jawas. And you're like, oh, Jawas don't growl. Yeah, exactly. Not Jawas. They're, they're not Jawas. 
Um, but yeah, like just having the cops show up and then going through space the space cops. Th- well, yeah, and have going through the thing of like, uh, well, it's uh, I'll see your registration. It's like, yeah, uh, you know, I left it in my pants, you know, but I'll I'll give when I get to the office. Uh, don't right, worry right, about right, it. And they're like, right. all right, well, it's just we're just gonna run this thing. Can you get over on the second channel? And just uh, yeah, right, yeah. Go to go to channel two. <laughs> And then, yeah. you, then you, you see, like, their wings go into battle position. Which, that's a great Easter egg, because nice. clearly, like, something has has changed here. But if you are a Star Wars fan, you know that the S-foil, that's the attack position of the S-foils. Yeah, and Mando so, knows that, too. So those come up, and they're like, yeah, we're going to need you to pull over. It's like, okay, well, we got to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he almost gets everybody killed trying to run from the cops. The one thing I like about this episode is it's very different from the first um from from the marshal and um it, it just escalates right and yeah. it's just like more complications and um uh i i like i think that um the mandalorian um explores perhaps a little bit more than movies how, just how potentially dangerous it can be in space um especially like somebody who like like Mando, who's clearly a skilled um, warrior or what have you, but he's all on his own. You know, like in in like the films, it was like a group of people and they were kind of a team and like you do this, you if do that. If he didn't hate droids, maybe he would have a droid to like fly for him and do stuff, but he has to do it alone because he, he hates droids. I think we're starting to see his yeah, 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 uh, yeah, opinion yeah. change on that a yeah, little bit, but which then I like. get a droid. Too. Yeah, I know. But, um, <laughs> So so I liked this and and I like that that the X-wings like help him later but they don't like help him fix his ship. You know, they they're like we're not going to arrest you but we're not going to really help you either. Which is what he did to John Leguizamo more or less. Oh, you're you're right. <laughs> Put him in a situation that yeah. uh, only he could help him out of and then he's like, "Well, I'm not going to help you." Yeah. No, that you know, you no, that's a Maybe good it's point. a little karmic return. Maybe it is. Yeah, the force. Yeah. The force is always watching. Right. <laughs> yeah, I like when they're like, "Oh, okay. Well, how's it going? Oh, good. Okay. Well, uh, uh, may the force be with you. Okay, you too. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was a really good nod. I liked that a lot. Uh, I was just gonna say that. So yeah, um, I like it. I'm I'm a big fan. I'm I'm interested to see and where it goes. Um, looking forward to the rest of season two. It's it's an excellent show, and I mean, if you like Star Wars, it's worth just that uh for a google or a google plus whatever <laughs> disney plus disney balls yeah whatever, everything's a plus these days so yeah it's a fantastic show i just wish i wasn't completely sick of star star wars almost said star trek you did i guess that would also probably be accurate too but uh I, yeah i just wish i wasn't if where was this 15 years ago i really could have used this. i this has renewed my my joy in star wars plus you don't so. it, it it, we've said it's like movie quality. It doesn't have to be movie quality. No, they, they could have done this years ago. Yeah, on a lower budget. Um, but yeah, you know, here we are now. Yeah, launch a streaming service, have a cinema quality show. Which John Favreau's not writing these scripts, is he? It says that he is. Well, um, and I know that he he directed at least the first episode. That was. But when the- is Mando and Baby Yoda gonna start a a taco cart and they're gonna take it around? <laughs> From planet to planet. Um, as long as they don't serve frog, because Baby Yoda would eat all of it, and then they'd have nothing to sell. That's got to be a cuisine, right? <laughs> Probably. Well, you've got like, you know, you've got different kinds of meat, and you've got, and then you've got like organ meat, you know. You've yeah, got, sure. Uh, tongue. Yeah. Lengua. Yeah. 
But the thing is, that, like, you have to eat frog legs off the bone, really. You can't, like... You don't like to have shredded frog meat or, or uh, I, I've never frog, had frog store. So. Yeah, right. I think that would be difficult to do. Yeah. You could have frog leg skewers that you sell. I don't know. Sure. Uh, yeah. Then Jar Jar could try to get one with his tongue. And... Yeah, there you go. Bring Jar Jar back. Jar Jar. <laughs> Make sure, you know what? At this point, the Mandalorian might be able to fix Jar Jar. We can, we can fix Jar Jar. Ooh. He'd be really old. Sure. Now, but uh, we could fix him. A retired politician? This movie, or this movie, <laughs> this episode kind of redeems amphibian aliens a little bit. I, I like the frog lady, and I wish she had a name. I, I do, But too. she doesn't. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's a, it's a, it, like you said, it's a change from the cowboy setting, um, which is nice, because... It's good to mix it up. It's too bad that cowboy movies, there just aren't so many of them anymore, because this is where you bring, I mean, like, the closest you can get is Deadwood, right? And so we already brought right. in... Um, Timothy Oliphant, but like there's no classic like, cowboy else? actors that we could bring in to. Do you get? Like my yeah. dream casting would be Sam Elliott. I as, would love that. You know, Jim uh, dinner dinner and a movie. <laughs> Finally, like he finds the Mandalorians. He finds you know, and he meets the great Mandalore, and yeah. it's Sam Elliott. I and you know that mustache that. is under there, but you don't you see know it. it. Yeah, but he never takes that helmet off because this is the way. <laughs> All right, let's talk about my selection for this week. Yes. And I'm just going to start off by saying my 100% on Rotten Tomatoes selection. <laughs> now you're just showing off. Called uh, The Queen's Gambit. Yes. Based uh, on a book mm-hmm. of it's, the same name. It's a novel, yes. A novel. Yes. That was written um, longer ago than you would expect. Um, it is not a recent book. I read that for a while there, before his death, um, Heath Ledger was in line to, or he was interested in directing a movie version of this. Yeah. Well, th- uh, this is, uh, it was you know, dropped in 1983, and mm-hmm. it was um, kicked around for a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. Several attempts were made to make this into a um a, uh, a movie or, or sure. a TV show or something. Mm-hmm. And so it's only recently that um, the two Scots, Scott Frank and Alan Scott, teamed <laughs> up to make this into a thing. Uh-huh. Scott Frank uh, is a Oscar-winning writer, uh, or nominated, excuse me. Uh, he wrote movies like Out of Sight and Logan oh, and okay. uh, Get Shorty and um, other other stuff. Yeah. So he's a guy who's uh, definitely been around for a long time in Hollywood. And then Alan Scott is a um, producer, director. Um, he, or not director, just a producer. And he hasn't done anything that you'd know. Okay. I don't think. Uh, all right. That's fine. Except for uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. I know that. I haven't seen it. So many connections to yeah. this. Very similar. That film? Yes. I, I don't, Very similar. I don't think so, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you what it's about. It's about a girl named Beth who is an orphan Yeah. and a chess prodigy. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. And she, I don't know. You have to, you have to just accept it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she grows up in an orphanage, discovers her love of chess, uh, moves up uh, in the ranks of chess, uh, at the same time fighting... Uh, drug and alcohol uh, addiction. Yes, and it sort of is uh, takes place in a sort of snapshot of the uh, late fifties uh, to the late sixties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I 
so I guess I wasn't like super excited to watch this at first, and and a lot of that is on me. Uh, no, it's on Anna Taylor Joy, the wig. Yeah, yeah. On her head. Yeah. So. Uh, wow. I look. My Star Wars prejudice is deep seated and well supported, and I can tell you why I feel the way I do about Star Wars. You see a wig, and you're like, uh 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 I'm out of this one. It just doesn't. Why use that shot? I'm gonna put it on you, Netflix. Um, not a great shot. And... Oh, I'm sorry. That wig in some promo material I saw in a splash image. Well, it's not this, this key art. Forget it. It it's not very flattering. The way they did her bangs, or it's not very flattering. And uh, so I I read a couple of things, and I I guess um, Anya Taylor Joy, as well as some of the um, creators, all um, agreed this wig should be bad. Well, no, they agreed <laughs> that the character should have red hair, and they also agreed with the way, <laughs> I guess, with the way that like they wanted to show like different time periods and the way their shooting schedule and they wanted to show her hair different. They decided the only way that they could accomplish what they wanted to do with her hair is with wigs. I just wish they had done a better job with it. You really, you really looked up this wig thing. I really didn't. I read one thing and they talked about it. So, (laughs) um, but, but if you want to make it sound like I did, then yes, I have a wig issue. You have information on the I wig. Have, I have I have a problem with bad wigs. I have a problem. I don't know what you want to call looked up, but you know about the wig. So clearly it was important let me, to let me, you. Let me just preface it this way. I have an issue with um, makeup, wigs, costumes, etc. That that do not flatter the actor. I have an issue with that. Unless you are specifically trying to make the actor look bad, like Charlie Theron and Monster, what are you doing? What are you doing? That's all I'm going to say about that. Based on the idea that all you have to do is step back and go, well, let's look at what we've created here. No, we're not going to put that out there. Right. Right? Yes. Unless it's your intent, you should be able to look at the person and go, that doesn't look right. No. Let's make it look Instead better. Instead of just going, okay, out on the soundstage you go, 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 go. Right. Right. Okay. I can see that, but what a, what a hang up to have. <laughs> I had this a similar hang up with how they made uh, Scarlett Johansson's butt look in the Avengers <laughs> in her Black Widow costume. It was not flattering. You were not doing anything. There's nothing wrong with her butt. You're not doing anything to help her. There's nothing wrong with Anya Taylor-Joy's face or her actual hair. Well, <laughs> what are you doing to help her? You know, I'm not sure her eyes have ever met, but <laughs> but uh, okay, all right, all right. Well, at least you're see now. This is the kind of honesty I can get behind. Okay, you, you've got this hang up. I do. You you, you understand it? Uh-huh. You're trying to deal with it. Yeah. But you can be forthcoming about it. Sure. I don't feel like all of your hangups are like that. Okay, fair. Um, sometimes I just don't like things. I'm like, I don't like it. That's Moving fine. On. That's fine. Um, so yeah, I had some prejudice against this, uh, but you, you know, you presented this idea to me, and I was like, okay, let's do it. Let's let's watch it. Um, and I wasn't sure how to feel about the first episode initially because we get uh, we we start out with um, Anya Taylor Joy's character Beth uh, playing chess as an adult, and then we flash back to her childhood, and that's the entire first episode. And I wasn't sure how I felt about that, but 
moving into the second episode, I was I was more okay with it. And it, you know, her childhood is it, it's important to understand. Um, I just was a little taken aback that it wasn't like flashbacks throughout the story. But I think it's I, I'm okay with it now. Here's your alternative: the devil all the time. Well, I hate the devil all the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. That's it. Blame whoever you want. Blame Quentin Tarantino. Blame French cinema. I don't know. You know, blame Godard or whatever. But like, you know, the the instinct would be to just keep with the main character that I guess we're trying to get to, which is adult Anya Taylor Joy. Mm -hmm. And then like she sees a a wash basin and that makes her think about when she was on the planner. She sees a, a, an eraser, a chalkboard eraser. And right, that right. that takes her back to the thing. We cut back. And this is just, no, we're starting immediate rest because that's just de rigueur. We have to do that. Mm-hmm. Plus you want to know, <laughs> you watch our first episode, it's like, who's this kid? I came here for the, for the Vivitch. Yeah, right. So at least you see her and you're like, okay, all right. Right. I mean, at least they did that Try to find much. out why she was in the bathtub or whatever. <laughs> And then we go back and we commit to telling this story yeah. in a linear fashion. Yeah. And, you know, the getting into the second episode and seeing where we're going with it, it's like, I totally agree. It's like, I'm glad that it does this. I, I am I glad that they did that. Knowing that it's a Netflix production, it's very likely that they wouldn't have done that and they would have done whatever the the trend is and whatever they think is going to please the most people. Yeah. I heard Red Letter Media the other day was talking about... Um, Netflix and because they were re- reviewing um, Bly Manor and they're talking oh, okay. about how like the what the right word is democratization or whatever or just the fact that like not having to please um, movie audiences you know and not having the studios worrying about what's going to please movie audiences hitting the four quadrants and all that has freed Netflix up creatively to do whatever they want. And I would say almost the opposite is true because you're not even aiming for people who will go see a movie. Now you're literally trying to reach a person on a couch who has hit a button. No, you're absolutely right. I think that's why so much so much Netflix stuff is so bad. Cause, Cause they're it's just, just throwing so, everything. It's so thin. Wall. It's so weak tea. It's so, you know, just predictable blood of Zeus, you know, whatever <laughs> bullshit. And I think that like, you know, this, you've got a Oscar nominated screenwriter uh, who is trying to do something here. Like he's trying yeah. to tell a story the way he wants to. And so, yeah, when you get frustrated Hollywood creators and they come to Netflix and I, yes, I guess that includes bright or, you know, <laughs> whatever else you want, yeah, that's sure. a questionable quality, but yeah, then it's like, they absolutely would have done the dumb thing that I was talking about with like flashing back and forth or whatever if this had been a Hollywood movie. But instead, yeah. Netflix is like, no, it's seven episodes. People are on the couch. They're going to binge the whole thing so we can give them a story that's told the way we want to, which establishes everything kind of going forward, you know? And I think it's um, I think it's a brave choice because especially if you, you came to this. It's for not brave on- when you own the platform. Well, I know. <laughs> but it, to get people hooked on the show because yeah. um, if people. And people love the show. This is number one. Yeah. But if people came for Anya Taylor-Joy, you get like five minutes of her in the first episode. Yeah, but I, I'm not an average Netflix viewer, but I feel like average Netflix viewers um, are willing to. to stick with Because they're going to binge it anyway. So I think that they're willing to stick with it. Like I haven't watched Bly Manor, but I bet the spooks don't ramp up for a oh, while. Oh, I'm sure I they don't. I bet there's a lot of table yeah, yeah, setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. People seem to like that too, but I have a feeling I probably just wouldn't like it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I have to be in the right mood to watch it, and 
I don't know. Maybe I need to give be have a more open mind as far as those things go. But I am kind of glad now having seen this and having seen how the first two episodes played out. I, I'm thankful that they didn't do um, the flashbacks because I do think that that can be overused sometimes. Yeah. I like this so far. Um, yeah. I, I, st- I don't think that we've found stakes yet, except just the, the life of a girl and her well-being. Um, I'm not really sure what the stakes are. It's not like she's going to play uh, a Russian player for the fate of the Cold War or something like that. I'm sure it's not going to build well, anything like that. Not quite The that. stakes seem low, and I'm fine with that. But I just like the fact that everyone is watching this. You know, like when you... I, I know it's a rare letter, but if you start Googling and you hit Q... Immediately three, you know, Queen's Gambit season two, Queen's Gambit, all these things like come up. So people are watching this and I'm excited that for once something that goes viral and that everybody is watching is actually, yeah, yeah, well, yes, thanks. (laughs) Yes. Make it, yes, honestly self-centered, something that I like. Sorry. But also something that I think is good. That is deserving of the praise. Yeah, because if you type in K, it's Kissing Booth 4. Like, when's it coming out? You know, but like this is... Yeah. So it's like people actually get to see something that is well-structured, that has been well-acted so far. Um, also, isn't there's a lot of places that this could... And we're not really talking about... We can get into individual episodes or moments if you want to. But I feel like it has been written in an interesting and non-cliched way so far. Yeah. Uh, the idea of a young girl growing up, you know, without a lot of social contacts and experience, like in an orphanage. Okay. But what if she gets uh gets goofy on green pills to yeah. uh play chess on the ceiling every night you know yeah <laughs> right, right right and then she's like you know she's adopted by a family who is clearly just trying to keep their relationship together and a lady who and and, and I didn't want to say anything when you said this but like you you said the first time you saw the the mom you're like Oh, she's nice. And I'm like, I think it's going to be more complicated than that. Yeah. And we find out that she is is. not. (laughs) She just got this girl to be a friend, basically. But she's she's in a prison of her own. Yeah. The prison of the domestic life, ladies. I saved your I saved your husband's jobs. You're welcome. Please, please like me. Please like me. Housewives. The lie of. The, 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 you know, the, the great America of the past mm-hmm. and these sad stories about this woman who is just dying on her couch while her husband is doing God knows what on the road selling shower curtains or whatever it is that he does. Yeah, right. But they got this girl, you know, just to be a companion and basically a free yeah. maid for the mom. She overhears that. That, like, right. Beth well, yeah. Does. But I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, that's for the cheap seats in the audience. But like, that's that's what's going on here. But but we we don't. She's not like a wicked stepmother, and she's not abusive. And as the second episode wraps up, she is you know getting excited about the fact that Beth is good at chess, and that there might be yes. some reward for this. Some and at this point, prizes. it's fun because they're going to be have a Thelma and Louise adventure where they go to another town and they uh, scam for chess money or something like that. I'm but really excited about my the words, prospect of That's that. going to go wrong in yeah. season three yeah. and they're going to you know fight over money and all this stuff and it's going to... So, th- so they... They're um, carefully setting up these sort of um, waves, these highs and lows, you know, in in the life of this protagonist, and I think that that is good. When she beats Dudley or whatever yeah. for the for the chess championship, yeah, he's you know obviously she's moving through a world of sexism, yes, and but uh, but it's not overt. Do you know what I mean? She goes to the guys at the chess tournament. And she's like, 
basically she's just like, I don't know how to do this. And they're like, okay, all right, all right. Oh, all right. And maybe. sure, and there's sexism there for sure. Yeah. But also there's also just like, you don't just walk into, this is chess world, baby. Right, You don't right. just walk in here. Yes. And they just can't believe that she's so arrogant. Um, I'd imagine it would be similar if she was a guy and walked in. But then, of course, she starts cleaning the, the place with everybody. Yep. And they're just like, what? And then she plays the guy at the end and he's disdainful, I think, because... You know, she's a girl, but also just because he's kind of, you know, he's kind of self-absorbed and he's kind yeah. of pricky because he's obviously the, one of the, the fox in a in a in a hen, hen house. You yes. know? Yeah. But then she beats him, and he's he's frustrated and he's mad that he lost. But he shakes her hand, and he's, he's not gracious. like, but you're just a bitch, you know, and runs no. out. He's not. It's not like cartoonish. The characters aren't like acting in this cartoonish way that I've come to expect from Netflix shows. Um, I. I don't know, and I and I think it's weird, and I don't think it's great that like three men, the two Scots and the man that wrote the book, are telling this tale of a woman facing discrimination because of her sex in the sixties. Yeah. But, but so far, I think it's it's believable and it's enough. It's yeah. more the institutions of the world that we are seeing that sell that idea. Because I'll tell you, I once again, wow another tool in Caliban's uh, Swiss army knife, but I played chess for a long time mm-hmm. in school because I was one of the quote unquote smart kids. Yeah. And I can tell you that, yeah, people can be shitty, but there is a lot of professionalism that happens at a chess board. There has to be because you're playing this game that we all agree on the rules and how it works. And there's not a judge looking at you all the time. And so you would not make it to that level. If you sure you can like come in with a jacket over your shoulder, it was getting coffee. You know, you're the rock star of the small chess right, pond right. but but you couldn't get away with just being like this this bitch or whatever it just it just wouldn't work no and so you know it's 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 enough that they scoff at her uh, you know being in it it's enough that um she's completely neglected at this school for girls or this orphanage that they're at it's yeah, enough right. that she um, is thrust into the, a life of a woman who is, you know, whose life has been destroyed by institutional sexism. The fact that she can't go out and get a job and then, you know, and, and then Beth wants to get a job and she's like, only colored girls have jobs. I your know, age, you know. I know. We don't do that. You know, why are you playing chess? Take a dance class. Like right. they're, they're all suffering under yes. sexism. That's that's the world. Yeah. So we don't have to have a character go like, you're just a dumb bitch or something like that. Thank it's just, God we don't. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really enjoyed the... A lesser writer, that would be their first instinct. Right. And we don't, we're not doing that. No. I, I really enjoyed the tournament scenes too and like watching her beat all of the players and just like the different interactions with all of them. And they don't make too much drama out of her losing because we know that she's a superhero at this point. Like we don't, mm-hmm. it's not about really about like the the drama of whether she'll win or lose like we kind of expect that but what is it going to do to her to be somebody who is disenfranchised for the first you know well 16 however old she's supposed to be she says she's 13 right uh the first you know 15 years of her life and now she's got this power and what is it you know what does it do to her right and and I also liked too like the I don't know if what his character name was but the kind of hunky guy that she thinks is kind of cute <laughs> no. like they play each other and like they've kind of had like this interaction with each other and but like they, she 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 goes to take a piece but he does too and their fingers touch ah! and they're like oh 
Did doesn't, that happen? No, it doesn't happen. Thank God. Because this show can do subtlety. But it, I really enjoyed that and just like the, the interplay, but like also like I like you, but that doesn't mean I'm going to like let you win. You know, I'm still playing oh, to yeah. win. And and he was, you know, he was gracious about it. And I thought that was really neat. And like they had, like he was like, how old are you? And then he was like, wait, 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 don't tell me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to be like depressed by that. And then she like lies and says she's 36 yeah, just to make him feel better. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that was great. And then like a lot of the other players that she played had like little ticks or little things that they did. Yeah. And it was like, is that an intimidation move? I don't know if I love how they portray chess. Um, I guess mm. I like the fact that they don't make it full on Texas Hold'em. Do you know what I mean? No. What do you mean by that? Poker. Oh. Because chess isn't poker. It's not cool. It, well, it's it could be cool. It's not cool. Uh, <laughs> they don't like they ha- and they play. They've done it a little bit, but they don't do a thing where <laughs> I've got her, and then she's like moves this piece, and it's like, what, what, what? I can't. It's not like you can just drop like trip aces and like no, I actually beat your two pair. It's that's not how chess works. Like all these people, and plus, as somebody who is a prodigy in that she understands the game and she can play it in her mind. She needs to buy, she hasn't read these books. Presumably Mm -hmm. these guys know gambits and strategies and openings that are classic ones. The thing about the reason a computer can play chess so well is you've got 64 squares, right? And you've got 20, 20 pieces, eight, no, eight, eight times 16 times two, you've got 32 pieces. Mm -hmm. You can only, you can, there are literally only so many moves and you, there are millions, perhaps billions of moves, but that's nothing to a computer. A computer can ki- keep all that in its mind. That's why a computer is so good at chess. And it also knows all the rules. And so she's a natural, but she doesn't know specific like strategies and stuff, which is why Dudley sort of gets gets one over on her. You know, it's the first kind of resistance that she's met. Mm-hmm. And she has like a crisis of, of faith, but then she... She gets her magical pill. Pops her spinach pills, <laughs> which I still don't understand. A stimulant might make you better at chess. How does a depressant make you... You come That's out in sunglasses, you're like, all Slows right, everything kings down. Kings to queens, five, yeah. man. But yeah, but then she goes out and then he starts to lose and starts to crack. And we talked before about her... You would expect somebody who was raised with that haircut in an orphanage to be a serial killer, but even without her emotional intelligence, she still has kind of compassion, and it becomes a love of the game type thing, which leads to the handshake. But as he's losing, she starts to like almost kind of help him because he's like, she's like, well, don't move that because it's that's not gonna, you know, you got to do something else, right? And I guess it's maybe a little taunting, but. But it becomes almost this, this collaboration. What's the finding the perfect game, finding the perfect right. strategy? She she understands that even if she hasn't met the grandmasters and read the Russian strategies and all this stuff. Like she understands the spirit of the game. Yeah, she totally does. And then like it, then like after they've done a couple moves, she's like, "Do you see it now?" And everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I like but that. Like, I like that. But I don't think that it was necessarily. It might come off as taunting, but I don't think it was meant. As taunting. I think it could be a, a little taunting. Maybe. We've seen that she's ready to struggle. Oh, well, she could be a total brat. Yeah. Like, and that's one thing that I like about her character, too, is that she's not completely innocent and she's not above, she's not not a rule player necessarily. I mean, she is, but she isn't. Um, what did you think? Oh, okay. I wanted to mention 
the the scene in the first the ends the first episode because I've never seen <laughs> anything like that. Yeah, you gotta watch before. Ratchet. Yeah. Um, but she's like Jesus. she's she's addicted to these Jesus. Wow. It's his robe. Yeah, right. I yes, I know, so, the movie. So they show the robe. I've never seen the robe. But you knew that's what it was. But they but they showed, you know, the ending of the robe. Like um they're making all these kids watch the robe, which I think is fitting because it's you know, it's religious. It's, it's, it's a Christian orphanage. Yeah, yeah. And so well, I mean, they have I don't think it's well. They, yeah, I guess they have chapel, but and then they're gonna go talk about it, right? Right. But I was just like, I bet this is the robe. Mm-hmm. And then once I got a good look, and it was Richard Burton, I was like, oh yeah, yeah it's the robe. But <laughs> so yeah, they're watching the robe, and she's like, they're not giving us the tranquilizers anymore. I gotta, I gotta sneak off gotta and get, the stuff. get my juice, yeah, so I can win these chess matches, yeah. And uh, I thought that was a great sequence. It, it was a great sequence, and it was, it was. Um, you, you you just weren't sure what was going to happen and but i was not so she gets into the infirmary with a with a screwdriver and everything and i thought okay okay the pills are going in her pockets that's what i thought you know and then immediately a huge freaking handful goes right in her mouth and i was not expecting that i was like what that's and then great. like two handfuls in the pockets she's leaving and then she's like no the whole freaking jar yeah <laughs> and it was so and then of course she gets caught and you and know what she, she didn't do? What? With one, you know, with a, the pill jar under her arm and a handful of pills, she didn't say, I want it all. I want it to be everything. No. She didn't say that. No, she didn't. Yeah. Thank goodness. Because this is well written. Yes. And and, and and then I love how she, she gets caught by everybody. <laughs> well, that was a little, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then, like, immediately faints and um, drops the jar and pills everywhere and... You know, we don't really get to see the aftermath of that. I mean, I guess she's okay. Well, we'll they don't give pills to the tranquilizers to kids anymore. No, they don't. Yeah. Um, but I did think it was like, so her 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 new mom has the same freaking pills. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think they wanted it to be something recognizable. It's weird because, yeah, it has to be recognizable. Yeah. And it's, there's there was a name on the bottle that I didn't. Of the drug? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't um, see that. It was like... Uh, exo, it's, I think it was it was supposed to be like mex, mex mexazolum, which is a which was a tranquilizer. Okay. Uh, back then, so it's a tranquilizer, right? But, but her... like, what's funny about it is, I th- one of the things I love about this show is that I think the production design is spot on, uh-huh. and it isn't, um, it isn't, it, but it doesn't call attention to itself like like Mad Men does. Like Mad Men is like spot, you know, people, you know, who've lived through the 60s watch it and go, this is right on. Yeah, right. But it's right in your face. It's like, this is the the most gabardine suit you've ever seen with mm-hmm. the skinniest tie ever. Mm-hmm. And they're nailing it, but it's the ma- it's the um the 60s of magazine ads. Whereas this yeah. is the 60s, you know, the the Ben Snyders. This is the si- the 60s of the drab middle American you know, Kentucky right. 60s that doesn't draw attention to itself, except the pills are very uh, almost cartoonishly. They are. You know, iconic. It's like, ooh, it's the green pill. You I mean, know the green pill. They didn't like do like red and white or red and yellow, right? <laughs> yeah. But they did a two-tone green pill. And, and as soon as I saw those again, I knew we were in trouble. It's almost a little surreal, like a surrealist yeah. ele- element. It is. And I mean, like like the her doing the chess on her mind is a surrealist element too, right? Yeah, so but that's she's definitely in there. But she's on she's the pills. She's goofed out though. Yeah, <laughs> but I I think it's 
kind of funny that her her new mom um, mistakenly calls them tranquility pills, and they're my tranquility pills. I don't I think it's more... a mistake. Well, yeah, I know. But the, it's like, whoa, lady. They also really push, you know, it's a little annoying, and I think it's supposed to be. It's a good character trait, but they push um, her level of education. You know, she, it's clearly this point where... Yeah, that's true. You know, women are going to college, but for what? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right. And so Is she she's, even allowed to have a so job? She, she's yeah, Right. Well, her husband won't let her have one. Yeah. And so she's quoting, you know, um, Socrates, and she's playing Sati, you know. At, at, it's a little on the nose, but at her lowest, she's playing, you know, the Gymnopede number one or whatever. I like, know. It is on the nose, the but I really liked song. it. Yeah. And it's, it's all under this conversation about how, like, my husband has decided that... We shall remain separated, you know, for yeah. a good long period. Well, and there are four beers on the yeah. piano. Yeah. And if you saw a revolver next to them, like, you wouldn't be surprised. No, but uh, I just enjoyed that juxtaposition. But yeah, you know? but like, just that, like, using that to, like, characterize her without her telling you, you know. Yes. Why, why doesn't he want a woman like me? I know all the sonnets of shit, you know. It's just like, we get it. Like, we, we just understand. Right. And then, like, Beth, like gives her her pills and is like, is there something wrong? And she's like, well, I'm not Aristotle, but yes, I think there's something wrong. <laughs> she's like so dramatic about it. Yeah. Um, but I do really love that the, the, the mom at the end is supportive of her doing chess tournaments and, and, and is kind of like her co-conspirator. Um, and, and that we're seeing these two women who have had to deal with a lot from uh, society actually trying to get, something you that know. always goes well huh that always goes well <sighs> well it probably won't but i'm excited to see where it's going to go i'm like i like that she's now supporting beth and i hope that that at least continues for at least a little while i liked that um a, a guy a janitor can teach you chess yes in the basement of a school yeah um but yet you know she goes she goes to the library and she's like i need books on chess and the lady's like, um, well, I think we've got some over there. Oh, read this one book. It's by a grandmaster. And she's like, what's a grandmaster? I know. She's like, that means a really good chess player. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she doesn't really know anything. And it's it just reminded me of like, it's a reality that, you know, I guess knock knock, hopefully will never be repeated. But that's just the way it was. Like was I no learned internet. chess from a math teacher who was picking up an extra 50 bucks, you know, a month to, right. to run chess club. And he didn't know everything. Sure. And when I, and I taught chess club as well. And I didn't know everything too. And kids would come to me all the time and go, well, why does the piece do this? Can it do this? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's a good look it up in my chess book here. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. And the way that you would learn aspects of the game in pieces, because it's such a complex game, yes. but also because that's just a factor of pre-internet study. Right. Now you can go on chess.com and you can learn everything about every single move and switch and, you know, technique and you can learn it all immediately, but you just couldn't. It was like, it was like a, here's the nerdiest reference ever, but I did say I was in chess club. Uh, <laughs> it's like a wizard, you know, and his spell book in D&D and like sure. you, oh, let's, okay, we killed the bad guys. Do they have any scrolls? You know, it's like, was there a fireball scroll? Uh, no, there's prismatic spray. It's like, oh, great. So you... Now you know prismatic spray because uh-huh. you copy it down into your spell book. Right. And so right. It, you can only learn that which you have encounter. Right. Right. Exactly. I, I, I do like but that. But the Mandalorian's cool too. I 
like the Mandalorian. You leave the Mandalorian alone. I just, um, see, I'm, I'm very engaged in this part of the discussion. <laughs> but th- there was another moment like that, too, when she first goes to the um, chess tournament, and she's like, I don't know how the clocks work. And the yeah. only other girl yeah. player there, like, yeah. explains how the clocks work. Plant? I mean, Jane? I'm yeah, not sure what her right, name is, but right, uh, that was the best girl for her to meet. She was so nice. She's a nice girl. And she's yeah. like, here's how the clocks work. Here's how you write things down. Here's how you use a sanitary napkin because yeah. you just got your period. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> this is a perfect role for Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah. I, I, I suspect think she's doing a good job Anya at it. Anya Taylor-Joy also is emotionally repressed. Whoa. <laughs> don't you feel like she's a little... I don't... I, I think the it's best role for her I feel is like... a role where a character is struggling with expressing their emotions because as an actress, I think that that's what Anya Taylor-Joy does. Okay. So she's, she's you know, magic in the New Mutants. Yeah, she's and, the Vivitch. Yeah, she, uh, she plays a kind of subdued Emma. <laughs> Isn't, shouldn't Emma be a little more like... Boisterous? Uh, yeah, but she's like, oh, well, we have to do this. No, no, if you want Mr... Walsingham to like you, you have to right. not show any emotion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, Emma, that's your way. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think that she, you know, and we've barely seen her, but uh, I think that she is great so far. Um, I think that it's interesting that, you know, she goes so long having no personality. And then she's, when she's playing chess with a hot guy, she's kind of grows a personality all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And you could say that that's kind of like a uneven characterization but yeah. i don't know maybe that's this is what she chooses to do all she wants to do is she's good at it and she wants to do it and she'll do whatever she has she has to do to be yeah. able to afford a a little chess set you know from ben snyder's and um and yeah i mean this is what turns her on yeah um and i think it's cool too because she was i guess her punishment for uh taking all those pills was no more playing chess so we don't know how long She's gone without actually playing it. I'm sure she played it in her head a lot, but no pills. No pills. Yeah. She has to get goofy to. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're to right. Play in her head. Right. So. Well, I mean, we talked a lot about these two shows. Yes. Uh, obviously, we recommend them, and uh, if you check them out, uh, you know, let us know what you think. Yeah. Come on to the old social medias. Yes, the old social media. <laughs> I'm done the just enough trope. Yes. With the Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Let us know. Uh, let us know what you think. Go to the Discord. <laughs> Go, oh boy, that, that queen sure has a gambit. <gasps> <gasps> She's Ilyana. She's magic. Yeah. And they've got gambit. Oh, I hadn't and thought about that. maybe the goblin queen or something. Uh- there you go. Okay, sure. A little if, bit of a stretch there honestly, at the end. Honestly, if, if Taylor Kitsch shows up in this show, I'm going to lose my mind. No, I think I'm going to throw something <laughs> if that happens. Throw so. something that explodes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bangkok, oriental setting, and the city don't know what the city is getting. The creme de la creme of the chess world in a show with everything but Yul Brynner. Well, that's our show. As I said, you can find us on social media. Also, go to your listening platform of choice and subscribe to the show if you haven't, because 
Use your little brain there. Use I don't know if you noggin. can hear me tapping my head, uh, <laughs> but that's what I'm doing. Uh, it's rock solid, so no resonance, I suppose. Wow. Because uh, we need your uh, subscriptions and your reviews and your ratings. That's what's going to get us up there. We appreciate that. Uh, leave us a rating. Give us a review. Uh, give us five green and white pills. Yeah. Just enough right. for us to be able to swallow and then sit up in bed. And just trip out on that chess. I know. Is this a way to learn chess? That I, was my problem. I don't, I don't know. That was that's why I never excelled at chess club. Because you didn't take drugs and then imagine Gotta a chessboard on your ceiling. And then get that ceiling chessboard. Yeah. That's the one that's thing it. that I they've really committed to this. I know. So I'd like to see where this is gonna go, but yeah. probably nowhere good. But uh, yeah, give us five stars. Keep us off the goofy bo- goofy balls. Yeah, right. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about something else. And until then, we're signing off. I'm your host Caliban. I'm your co-host Mikan Hana. Keep the geek fires burning. <laughs> <laughs>